Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So next is workplace discrimination, which is another topic that's unfortunate, but I love to I love to talk about it because I don't think that we realize how much this actually comes up in the workplace and for, you know, for individuals. So African Americans are six times more likely than our white counterparts to report workplace discrimination. So this is actually something that we see a lot of at my practice at Hall Counseling Services. We have a lot of Black folk that come in and they feel that they have been discriminated against, but they have no idea how to fight it. Um, They're not really sure what to do about it, but they come in and they can explain and express how it's made them feel, right? And so one of the things that we teach, which actually is not, it's not necessarily therapeutic, um, but I am also an advocate. So I'm going to educate anytime, you know, I have the opportunity to, I, I usually teach people what to document. Like the, so the first thing that people need to know is when you feel like you're being discriminated against at work because of your race or for any reason, but for the purposes of this, um, this session race, you need to make sure you're documenting all of those incidents, right? Because it needs to be very clear, you know, if I have a client who comes in and they have filed a complaint against the EEOC um, and, you know, essentially claiming that their job or their manager, supervisor, someone in the workplace has discriminated against them, you, you may, it may be true and usually it is, but you have to be able to prove it or nothing comes of it, right? You're not going to get compensated. You're not going to get any money. No one's going to apologize. And so when you, you know, one example that is a really clear cut example is 
when there's a meeting and you feel like you have a supervisor who really doesn't like you and they will just simply not send you the invite for the meeting. And you realize later that your entire team has gone to this meeting and you weren't included. And it, it's very intentional, especially if you're the only black person on the team. And so um, that that is one of the more like clear ways that we see workplace discrimination. But there are some other more subtle things, i.e., you know, my or e.g., microaggressions um, that happen um, that are a little bit harder to prove. Um, but those things also need to be documented because the more the the higher the frequency of these even microaggressions, the unseen things that happen to us racially. Um, the, the stronger the case, right? So the better off we are when we're trying to file a complaint against our job. So it's interesting because we have people reach out all the time and they're like, hey, we heard you guys work on, you know, workplace discrimination, like help me, <laughs> you know? So we're definitely there for that. Um, so finally, just to, you know, kind of highlight microaggressions, um, the number of African-Americans who report racial trauma via microaggressions is equal to the Canadian population, which is 37 million people, right? So we're talking, we're talking about 90% of the African-American population here in this country, which is absolutely horrendous. So, you know, it's something that most of us experience, you know, I, and it's interesting because I think that when, when Black people see one another, I have people tell me this often, and I experience it too, sometimes we have an understanding without even saying anything to one another. And sometimes we're bonded in these traumas that we have, right? It's like, we, we get it, you know, we know when someone has maybe treated us differently because we are Black when we're, you know, in a room or at the store and someone is following you simply because you're Black, that type thing. We know it, you know, it's just something that we definitely experience way too much. Um, so I think everybody knows what a microaggression is, but just in case micro racial microaggressions are subtle, they are sometimes intentional or unintentional assaults, insults, invalidations uh, that denigrate or degrade a minority person due to race, right? So I think that's a, a pretty clear definition there. Um, and even though sometimes they're unintentional or, you know, it seems like they might be more challenging to prove if you are experiencing this in the workplace. I always tell people the only way you can change something is to fight it, right? So I really love this quote that I have here. Um, it says, nothing, not, excuse me, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing that can be, nothing can be changed until it's faced. I'm going to read that over again. Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced, right? So we can't do anything about a situation unless we actually fight it, right? And we have this misperception, misconception, um, both of those, um, sometimes that if you can't see a problem, you can't solve it. Well, microaggressions, oftentimes you can't see them. But again, if you're documenting, if you have appropriate examples, um, it certainly helped to make your point, to make your case to other people around you. Um, so something that we need to know is that many trauma survivors hold their breath and their bodies tightly, bracing themselves for whatever is coming next. So this is the hypervigilance that uh, Robert Carter measures on the RBT triple S scale. So that hypervigilance is there. 
And it's something that, you know, we experience all the time due to these microaggressions that we're, um, that, you know, are kind of uh, imposed on us on a regular basis. And then lastly, uh, it's important to know that there's a clear link between experiences of racial microaggressions and negative mental health outcomes. So no surprise there, you know, that's what the, the previous slides have made very clear, all of those symptoms that can be uh, a result of racism. So here, um, I want to talk about specific types of trauma. Um, and I would say these are specific types of, of racial trauma. Um, and some of these you probably, both of them actually probably have heard, or maybe it's come across your radar somehow before. Intergenerational trauma um, is trauma that isn't just experienced by one person, but it extends to from one generation to the next, right? So I have these examples here, the Great Depression, COVID-19, but specifically in talking about racism, you know, our, our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents have had these, you know, terrible experiences, and they really are passed down from generation to generation. When you think about how we raise our children, right, what are the conversations that we have with our Black boys, with our Black girls, right? We tell them, you know, how to behave when they interact with a police officer if they're pulled over, or how to behave when they just go out in public, period, you know, even just going to school, there's a certain conversation that we usually have with our kids. That conversation wasn't just created by us, although I'm sure we would love to to take credit for it, those conversations were passed down through our relatives. You know, our parents had the conversation with us, their parents had the conversation with them, you know, and they are traumatic. I, I truly and firmly believe that they're conversations that are needed, but they are traumatic. When you're telling a child that they may be treated differently from somebody else simply because of how they look, there's trauma involved in that. Um, the, the other type of trauma is ancestral trauma. Um, that is passed through lineage and ancestors. So, you know, this is more, even more of a macro type of trauma. So we're thinking, you know, movement, so to speak, you know, slavery, Holocaust, eras that we have in, in this world. Um, and so through this type of trauma, you know, we pass on through genetics and social learning and conditioning, different things that were experienced through slavery. And I get a little upset sometimes because people say, you know, I'm so tired of hearing Black people talk about slavery. Like this happened such a long time ago. What else can we do for them? What else do they want? And those people do not understand the impact that slavery has had on our community. You can't just get away from colonizing so many people, pulling them away from their families and taking them to another country, beating them, forcing them to work for you, raping our women, you know, all of these things that happen that doesn't just go away, you know, and people don't don't understand the impact that that has on our entire culture and race sometimes. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. 